never stop improving. That's the philosophy behind the dynamic new C-Class range from Mercedes-Benz. The latest generation is sportier than ever before on the outside and more intelligent and luxurious on the inside. Introducing the sedan, coupe, cabriolet and estate. The new C-Class is a range for those who demand more from themselves. Book a test drive at your authorised Mercedes-Benz retailer today and see why it's the sportiest C-Class yet. You are listening to the Hello Sport Podcast. All right. What's up? Very quick opening. Welcome to the Hello Sport Podcast. If you haven't listened to us before, I'm Tom and I'm here with Eddie Simpson. G'day. Uh, Eddie, I'd like here. you to talk up a little bit, mate. Uh, pleasure to be here, ladies and gentlemen. There pleasure. we go. We've got Eddie back. Look, as I said, if you haven't heard us before, we're a couple of dribblers. We like to talk sport. Not exactly qualified. Haven't mm. competed in sport. Not qualified at all, Tom. But we do enjoy it and we like to do it once a week. Correct. We like to gag for it. We like to dribble about it. Exactly. We like to uh, just sort of break it down. We break it down in, the week in the that language, was. In the language that the punter and the dribbler can understand. That's Does that it. make sense? That's it. None of this X's and O's and, you know, running this play and that play. Because let's be honest, most of the punters out there, most of the dribblers, Eddie, if we can say it again, they don't get that. No. Nor do they care. Couldn't care less. I don't care. <laughs> I've never cared. <laughs> Ever so, so, so that it's a it's a sports podcast. We don't play sport, but, but we have, and it's an unbridled look at uh, basically the week that was. And we begin right now. We're not jumping straight in because me and Eddie haven't seen each other for a little week. You've been away in Thailand. You've uh, yeah. had a birthday. Yep. Let's not. let's not let's not you know just jump straight into the sport. I think that everyone that has listened before just would like to know how was Thailand. Thailand was unbelievable. Uh, for the for the loyal listeners, the loyal dribblers and the punters, you're probably hearing my voice. I'm a little uh, weathered. Is uh... you sound like you're struggling. <laughs> yeah. yeah, look, it, I feel like I've been beaten with a stick. You sound like you've you've smoked a lot of cigarettes. Oh my god, I don't think I've smoked more cigarettes in my entire life. It's just you know when you go overseas and you're in, you're in another country, you've just got that extra gear. Yes, you do. You got that or extra couple of gears. Even. You've got an extra couple of gears. You know what I mean? And you just give it all you got. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Rev and the engines. Yeah, rev the engines. Uh, went over there with seven other lads, like. Like-minded. Yes, like-minded uh, individuals, yeah, yeah. engine revvers. <laughs> engine revvers, if you want to put it that way. So, look, I had the time of my lifetime, turned 27 over there, uh, which is no small sp- no small feat. No, rather. 27. Uh, we got a, uh, The boys got a table for me, so that was a very special occasion, something I've never done before. Got you a table. Yeah, like... Uh, yeah, I get you. So, yeah. yeah, you got a VIP yeah, yeah, table yeah. at the club. You yeah. felt like a big boy. Yeah, I felt like a big doll. Felt like a big 27-year-old boy. Exactly, exactly. And when you're in a club full of Russians... Ooh. ...who can be scary men... It's nice to have a security barrier with, like, yeah, with well, so you, you, sort of protecting you. You don't accidentally bump into a Russian. Yeah. Something yeah. I try and avoid at all exactly. costs throughout exactly. my life. I mean, I didn't want to be dragged down to the beach and drowned, Tom. No. Not you, my, again. Not on my birthday. Not on your birthday. No. God, very, no. And very possible. And you, possible. you reckon the Thai police were going to look into that? Uh, no, I don't think so. No, I think they would have put a brick in your shirt and just pushed you out yeah, into the yeah, water yeah, yeah, yeah. and Let, said, no, just, wash our hands of that. Let's just, they would have sunk a couple of bodies in their time, Tom. Uh, you're back now. Back. You're ready to rip in. Ready to rip. You, you know, you kept an eye on the sport while you were well, over there. That's a commitment. My, look, I did my very best. That's I, a commitment. I'll give it a hot tip. I did my very best. Watched the UFC file while I was over there. Uh, obviously, obviously, I watched the Australian Open final. We'll talk about it. Uh, obviously, I watched it. 
I uh, hope you did. Federer uh, knocking it over. I mean, you know, you know of my man crush. Yeah, you you know about my man. Crush. Well, look, maybe we should get into a little sport. I'd like to get into okay. a little bit of sport. Okay. Well, look, and and again, in the in the spirit of of you know what's coming up on the show in terms of just trying to give people a little bit more of an insight into going. Do I really want to listen to these dead shits for the next sort of, you know, half an hour? Well, maybe you do, because we'll touch on Federer. We'll touch on Lloyd Pope, the flaming red-headed spinner. Don't get me started uh, leg, uh, on Pope just hey, yet. Hey, 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 Leggy. The Leggy. Sorry, Leggy, obviously. Yeah. The flaming Warney. Yeah. IPL, uh, match fixing, rugby league, UFC, all the hot stuff. The hot stuff. The all- stuff. The real hot stuff. The stuff the dribblers want to hear about. That's it. You know what I'm saying, Tom? None of that X's and O's bullshit. None of that any. shit, Tom. None of that, none of that, uh, uh, very... Oh, jeez, you're struggling, aren't you? Oh, well, look, I've got, I got back yesterday. I got back yesterday. You know what I mean? I don't even know what day it is, Tom. <laughs> I, I slept for like 40 hours. <laughs> Federer, 20. 20. Now, I think, I mean... For anyone that's followed tennis, even with just like a loose eye, when he when he got his seventeenth Wimbledon two thousand and twelve or thirteen, I think it was. I think it was twelve. When he got his what? Seventeenth Grand Slam. Yes, I thought that was it for the great. Man. We all thought that was it. I mean, we were like seventeen, hell of a number, fantastic number. Well done, Rog. His back's done, his back's just breaking apart. Yeah, he, I mean, injuries never really uh, played a huge role in his career, but he was getting on. Well, but it was it, as it in the latter yeah, stage. Yeah, yeah, it was he was playing a lot of tennis, Tom. Yes. he was playing a lot of te- too much tennis for right. a man of his age. Absolutely right. That's all I'm saying. And then the you know you had your Murray's and your Djokovic's, and Nadal was just getting an edge on him, and he just seemed a little mentally rattled. Yeah, uh, run out of puff, so to speak, like an old family dog that just doesn't run as fast yeah, anymore. Yeah. He doesn't chase the ball when yes, you throw yes. it. Yes, well, you may may develop some some growths. Yes, exactly, some growths on the back, yeah. maybe some arthritis in the hips. Yeah, I mean, fair, I think Rog had growths. Yes, I think that's fair to say. Yeah, I think that's fair to say. Uh, had a couple of kids. Uh, and was more focused on them. Quite His correctly. priorities changed. Yeah, sure. But I think one day Rog woke up and said, you know what? Not on my watch. Not on my watch. Not when I'm the the possibly the greatest living sportsman on the planet or possibly the greatest sportsman of all time. Yeah. Uh, what do you do when you're the greatest sportsman on the planet, Tom? You get back up. You get your gross removed. You get those gross you know removed. I mean? When you're worth a couple hundred million... Yeah. You get the best dog in the beers. Remove them growths. And you, and you remove growths. You start chasing balls in the backyard again like a good dog. Like a good dog does. Because you can teach an old dog new tricks. Well, that's what he's proving. Yeah. He is proving that. Because he's, he, he's learnt the backhand. That's all they were saying the whole tournament. They've gone, uh, yeah, so Federer's learned how to backhand like a motherfucker. Take it earlier. That's it. Take it earlier. Is that is that how is that what that's it is? It. You've got to take aggressive. it early. Be more aggressive. Yeah, Back yeah, yourself. Yeah. Back yourself. Uh, and, that, and he reckons he played Nadal too early. I mean, too often, too on clay, too early in his career. As in going at the ball too early. So when he played Nadal early in his career, they always played on clay, right? Yes. And because Nadal's uh, top forehand spin. is top, so top heads top spin heavy, he would be really defensive, and it sort of just flourished throughout his game. Like that just become a part of Federer's game. Wasn't aggressive enough on the right. on the backhand. Uh, now that he's fixed that little problem, he's gone on to win uh, three slams in two years. Yeah. So that's ridiculous. Well, has he won now? I feel like he's won every slam he's competed at in the last year since the except, Australian Open. Except, except, except the US. Didn't He wasn't in the US, I'm pretty sure, was he? Or oh, maybe he was. He was. Maybe he was. he was. No, he wasn't the US. He didn't play the French. Correct, Edward. Now, 
Well done, Rog. So basically, he has won three of the last four, four majors he's competed at. Yeah. Yeah. And we're rolling into Wimbledon, hot, sweaty, and steaming. Hot, sweaty, and st- well, French first. Oh, it's French first. French first. See, a couple of weeks later, it's it's Wimbledon. Um, but I just wanted to touch on, if I may, uh, how moving the post-match speech was. Yeah. Was there a dry eye in the nation? Nay, the world. The world. There was not a dry eye in the world. Uh, and when you know uh, the demigod Rod Laver's got his phone out. Rod Laver had his phone out, looked every bit eighty, the 85 years old that he is, however old Rod is. And I'm not knocking Rod here, but he absolutely looked like a boomer. Yeah. Plus, yeah, not yeah. Even, what, what is his generation? Because he isn't a boomer, is he? No, he's not a He's pre-boomer. He's, he's pre-boomer. Is he like a World War Two kid or yeah, something? Yeah, yeah, he's old. He's a war baby. Rocket's old. Rocket's old as fuck. But he's dammy as fuck. Well, yeah. And I'm just saying, seeing him just trying to take photos on his phone, you know what? That was his battle that night. <laughs> Rog was trying to win a major, and Rod was just trying to take a photo on yeah, his yeah, phone. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I think they both did it fantastically well. Well, I, I mean... <laughs> Who was best on ground? I'm not sure. Uh, that's the question. <laughs> who's, who's getting man in the match? <laughs> I'm saying Roger or Rocket. I'm saying Rocket oh, at this point. Well, the fact that he, he was a state awake throughout the whole thing. <laughs> it went five sets, Tom. I'd like to talk some rugby league with you, Edward. God's winner game. Well, it's coming back. You wore a jumper in today. There's no more cricket. God's winner game. It's getting chilly. Well, Tom, need I remind you that it's it's. Well, for the listener, it's February, officially, yeah. which is the worst sporting month of the year. Yes, it is. But it's also it's also the month before God's Winter Game comes commences. back. Yes. Uh, March 6th, I believe, or 8th, one or the other. One or the other. It's so, coming back. So, I mean, are your balls tingling? My balls are tingling, Eddie. They are tingling. You could, if you were to put the microphone down there, you could hear them tingle. Yeah. I'm not joking. Yeah. A uh, couple, of, couple of things here. Like, the rugby league off-season... Obviously, I've been so wildly distracted with cricket, and rightfully so, but there hasn't really been any rugby league yarns going on. Boys have been pretty well behaved, uh, apart from Crichton lopping off a digit. Yeah. I can't think of too many other stories that have gone on. Not really. From it's, anyone that matters. It's been really quiet. I yeah. mean, we heard a couple of whispers, some dark whispers, but they never came to be. No, they didn't. And not our place to share them on the show. No, it's not. It's not. Because there was a lot of hearsay. It's a well, conjecture. Plenty of conjecture. But... A uh, couple of rugby league boys. This one was kept quiet, obviously, over the summer. I was interested to hear that young Cameron Munster and Ben Hunt, Queensland half potential, got into a little biffo in a Darwin pub on a World Cup tour on in World Cup camp, during World Cup camp. Yeah, I'm with you. In Darwin. In, Dar- in a Darwin pub. Start as a little wrestle, as friends do. Moved on to maybe a little bit of sledging. And then before you know it, full-blown throwing down. Boy getting sent home, boy getting sent home. So you're talking, are we talking like, oi, let's have a wrestle, bit of alpha stuff. Yeah. That just got a little out of hand. Bit of, it's just a bit of dick swinging that got out of hand. Yeah, 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 I get you. And I'm just sort of wondering, Eddie, are we at the point now where rugby league's going a little soft, a couple of couple of teammates can't swing their dicks in a, in a Darwin pub? Is that what you're telling me? Well, that's the NT? Yeah. Are you telling me you can't swing your dick in an NT pub? In an NT pub, dick swinging capital of the of the country. Is that is that league or is that the nation going soft? 
Well, I don't know, but something needs to change, and I think Darwin needs to have a look at himself. I think so. Because, I mean, I think Darwin's trying to peg himself these days as like, oh, we're a city that you can come to on a holiday now. We're progressive. No, you're not. No, No, you're not. I can't swim in the water because of Crocs and Irigangi. It's hotter than hell, literally. Like, they've done tests. Hell is actually a cooler place to go. Correct. Uh, I believe they've got like 100% humidity. 100% humidity. You can drown from breathing the air. Uh, unfortunately, prone to, to, to a cyclone or two. Lava Taipan, Eddie, deadliest snake known uh, on the planet. Now, I'm not saying I would never go there. No. All I'm saying is if you combine all those things together, uh, it seems a little bizarre to me. A little hypocritical. Yeah. Yeah. A little hypocritical that you're gonna that you're gonna turn your nose up at a couple of a couple of proud rugby league bucks swinging their dicks around <laughs> for for what for all of five five minutes? <laughs> yeah. Is that what you're telling me, Is that what you, Darwin? Is that what you let me believe? <laughs> seems a little odd. It seems a little bit rich from Darwin. You're very very rich from Darwin. I thought Crocs ran that town. I thought that was a town run by crocodiles. Uh Rugby league continues, though, Eddie. Jared Hayne. The enigma that is Jared Hayne. <laughs> the Hayne train. The Hayne train wreck. Well, he's... Oh, yeah. The, the Hayne train, train wreck is more yeah. more apt at this point. Yeah. So he's... Look, I don't want to talk about his off-field indiscretion or... Alleged. Alleged off-field sort of uh, rumblings because that's not out. That's... You know, that's... I don't want to talk about it, basically. Yeah. But it's also, well, it's just not our, it's not, it's not what we're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> so what like a drag you need to do. No. So Jared, Parramatta, preseason training, we, you know, as a, this is, this, we're right in the thick of preseason right now. You know I, I mean? I'd, 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 say, I'd go beyond that. I'd say we're, we're at the end of preseason. Look, okay. Let me say this. If we aren't in the thick of preseason, that makes this story even worse. <laughs> if we are coming to the back end of preseason, this story is even worse. Yeah. Hain, in a Parramatta 5K time trial, came dead last, <laughs> losing to the coach, Brad Arthur, who is every bit of 40-something. Oof, he'd be, would, he be near, he'd be, would he be 50? Every bit of 40-something. Okay. And Brad's 13-year-old son. Yeah. Yeah, his son, um, 13. 13. This is your. This is a not a marquee signing. So you didn't pay that much from this. Is Jared Hayne, right? Well, no, no, no. But he was a marquee signing twelve months ago. Exactly right. You know what I mean? Yeah. He's he, he played Origin six months ago. Isn't this the bloke that has his own brand? Yeah, he does. Or he sure he did. He did. Well, I think that I think they sold two shirts and that that flopped. But look. If you listen to a couple of uh, heavyweights in the rugby league media, who I respect greatly, Eddie, yeah, this isn't about attacking them. I'm just more interested in their point of view. Sure. Matthew Johns on the Triple M Grill team. Heavyweight. Heavyweight. Uh, Done it all. Shit, yeah, he has. Loves his nation. Loves his state. Loves his state. Now, he, he reckons that Parramatta fans should actually be pretty encouraged by this. He, he actually thinks, I quote him here, if I'm a Parramatta fan, uh, I'd actually be encouraged that he's actually out there even training. So this is where this is where it's got to for Parramatta. I'd imagine from what I've been told about Jared and his training, I reckon it's been about a decade since he's been doing this kind of shit. So so he thinks that, that as, a, as a Parramatta fan, you should be encouraged that he's even fucking running. I mean, I don't 
Is is this is that a piss take? You you would think it might be, Eddie. It'd have to be. I don't think it is. My my are you, my, tell, are you telling me he never trades? Well, that's what I'm trying. Are we? Is the standard so low for Jared Hayne in terms of, or is it just for, for Jared Hayne affiliated clubs? It's like, mate, be happy he's even here. He could be fucking in Jerusalem. He could be in Fiji. It could be in America. Could be in Maccas. He could be in Maccas. He could be in bowling. <laughs> you know what I mean? He could be in the cinemas. He could be in the cinemas. cinemas. Come on, watch it a film. Look, <laughs> he's made through four liters of coke. <laughs> Who knows? But but he's not. He's right here training. <laughs> he's training. Yeah, he's coming dead last, but at least he's here. Oh, God bless. You know what I mean? Look, I'm getting more and more encouraged by it. So am honest. I, actually. You, you know, know what I mean? mean? The, more, the more you think about it. He hasn't been in training for 10 years. <laughs> a lot of temptations out there, Tom. There are. For a man like Jared with a lot of money. A lot of money. A lot of temptation. Uh, clearly a free reign not to train. Where would you rather be on a Wednesday? Down the local pool or training? Uh, give me a pool, please. Potato scallop. Maybe yeah. an ice block. Uh, maybe Wet and Wild. Yeah, I love Wet and Wild out west. Are you out kidding west. me? Maybe the Parramatta River. Oh, of course. Absolutely. I'll be down there with a couple of mates. Couple of scholars. Couple of, absolutely. Uh, maybe maybe throwing a Chio roll. How's that sound? Now you got a Wednesday. Now, now you got a Wednesday. Now you've got a Wednesday. <laughs> not Jared though. Not not Jared. This is what you got to look forward to, Parramatta. He's out. He's out busting his ass. Coming last <laughs> to a, losing to a thirteen-year-old. Must be a hell of a thirteen-year-old. Or maybe not. Or maybe not. <laughs> maybe just a kid. Have we seen, have we seen photos of him? <laughs> have we have we spotted the thirteen year old? If we could get a some now, eyes now, on that thirteen year old. Now, now, can I clarify? Was this a run or was it, was this a walk? <laughs> was, was, like, was was Jared under the impression they were race walking? No, I'm pretty sure that I'm pretty sure this was a five k time trial. So that's okay. that speed is yeah yeah of the key. essence yeah. yeah yeah yeah. We're trialing your ability to make a good time. Yeah, Jared. If we go by your estimation, late preseason, he can't even he he can beat no one in the team. There are forwards in that team. I think we're forgetting about that. There are big fat sloppy props. You're forgetting about that. I, I think you're forgetting about the fact that he's literally losing. I mean, if we want to use average, let's just assume that Brad Arthur's son is an is an average thirteen year old. He's an average thirteen year old. May have hit puberty. Maybe just starting. How yeah. many pubes we reckon he's yeah, got? Well, I mean, four or five. Four or five at best. At best. Okay. <laughs> so that off off that alone, he's losing to at least half the nation's year year <laughs> seven <laughs> students. And that's before the year eights and the year nines <laughs> and the year tens and the year elevens and the year twelves. You know what I mean? Uh, so Jared's in trouble. Jeff Parramatta are in, in trouble. trouble. I mean, if that's the yardstick, my God. <laughs> you should be happy he's even showing up. That should be encouraging <laughs> that he's even there. Now, Jesus Christ. Poor old Jared. Uh, what a fall from grace. He was a Dalian medalist a couple of years ago. Think about it this way. Think about it this way, all right? Let's assume Brad Arthur's son's average. A very, a very special, a very gifted... Kid in year three could be Jared. <laughs> a gifted nine-year-old. A gifted eight-year-old. Eight-year-old. I reckon. We're talking a gifted eight-year-old. The best eight-year-old in the country. Could potentially be Jared Hayne. That's where we're at. Well, I wonder, do you want to maybe look up under eight, five-kilometer record yeah. and then try and find Jared Hayne's time? Well, I don't know if Jared Hayne's time was... Uh... Punters and dribblers, we are brought to you by Ned's. The best betting platform in town. Um, 
tell you what, if you've been following along on my profile, because obviously I've been overseas, so I've just been whacking up my bets for about even on the Neds profiles app. You'd see some... I, th- I seem to bet better when I'm not around people and I'm just able to eyeball the talent on game day, see what's happening. It's when I'm able to be as, as, as gifted as I think I am. So basically what you're saying is it's a lot harder to bet almost a week in advance. That is games. what I'm saying, yes. Yeah. Yeah. You know, for example... You could say it's also a 24 hours before a game though, right? No, because if you're putting your bets in on Wednesday morning and there's a game Sunday night... There's also a game on Thursday. Yeah, but that, I'm not talking about that one. Right. I'm talking about the other games where maybe, you know, Nathan Cleary doesn't play yep. or Hines doesn't play. Yep. Well, Nathan Cleary did play, but Hines doesn't play. Yep. You get caught out. You do get caught out. You know? You, you do. You get caught out. If you follow along on my prof is what I'm saying is daddy. They are calling me daddy value, and I didn't come up with that either. It's embarrassing. How many bets you get on the weekend? Two. I got three. <laughs> well, <sighs> but you're not a dad, so they can't call you daddy value. Dad of a dog. Well, you... Mm, they could call you doggy style value. Doggy value. I don't know. It doesn't really have the same ring to Why? it as daddy value. You're being pettist. Well, it's not pettist. You aren't a father. I'm father of a dog. No, you're not a and father tonka. of a dog. No. Yeah. No. Yeah. Shout out to Neds. We love you. Shout out to Neds. Uh, you can follow our profiles on Neds. You can also join the About Even group um, where the you know everyone's sharing their bets in there and shit. I actually followed one of Gurus yesterday, uh, which was a Joey Manu away. Yeah, it didn't get up. No, it didn't. He was very lucky that his unit scooper got up. See, I've got a bone of contention next. If that was me, there's no way I'm getting given those nine units. No, but he's no, but he's got it on, and the bet stands. Yes. So it's live. The bet's right. live. Well, I'm just saying, I don't know that I would be afforded. This is what Tobler and I were discussing anyway in the green room. I know this is still live read. This is a bone of contention. I don't think that I would be afforded the same graces where apparently I'm not getting. So you think the bet's void altogether? Well, I'm saying you have been robbing me of units, even though all my bets were going up last week. Were no, you? we robbed you of two bets. Two. Right. You didn't put one up for the Titans game or whatever it was, and you didn't do a unit scooper. That was all you robbed But I for. did the bets. I no, just you didn't. didn't. You didn't put them up. They weren't on your profile. They, they weren't on there. my profile? No. Well, I'm gonna, I'm, I'll show you. There was one game where there was no profile bet. There wasn't. I went through it last week. You didn't do You didn't do two bets, and you lost fucking well, two Tobler units, told and that's me, it. Tobler told me I, none of my, all my bets are void because they're not online. One of them. Okay, so Tobler doesn't even listen. You're right. So that's the problem. That's the problem. We've we've now uncovered. That you didn't do a unit scooper last week. That was void, so you lost a unit. Yep. And then there was one other bet out of eight. Okay, well, so Tobler's lying. Then. Yes, Tobler's lying to you and I. Correct. Well, he's lying on your behalf. Shocking. Thanks, Neds. Cheers, Neds. Fuck you, Tobler. Now you win some, you lose more. For free and confidential support, visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. Punters and dribblers, it's the most generous podcasters of all here, Tom and Eddie. Here to look after the pun and the dribbler, dribbler and their drinking needs. Mm. It's still rosé drinking season. We know that. It's worth having a couple of bottles laying around. Yeah, I don't expect you to drink it in the driving rain, but I just went outside and the sun's out, baby. Oh, really? Sun's out, bum's out again, and it's fucking hot out there. I'll be losing the jacket, Tom. Mm. I can promise you that. So you need a couple of cases laying around your digs. You just do. Well, it's certainly when you've got guests, you're entertaining. Hey, come round. A couple of Sheilas come round. You want to be able to crack a bottle yeah. and impress? Yeah. Of course you do. Now, you're going to get 50 bucks off each case if you use the code MANLY. That's a gift from Tom and I at hellosport.shop. Six bottles. You're getting $50 off hellosport.shop. You're welcome. You're welcome. You're welcome. Be prepared. Yeah. And if you're not prepared, you're prepared to fail. It's not the same, but it's all right. Fail to prepare, prepare to fail. Got it.
Uh, let's put it show. Was broadcast. Was bro- <laughs> was that leaked by the media? I don't know if it was, but look, let's at least try and find uh, under eight five-kilometer records. Happy to do it. Could be impressive. Athletics Australia records. Nine-year-old claims world record for 5K. We'll go in nine. I think nine's all right. Nine's fine. Nine will work. Nine will work. Nine will work for this exercise. Yeah. Nine-year-old claims world record for 5K. Zach Blum yeah. looks to break the record 5,000 metres in March. Well, that's the season already started. Well, we need we need times. He finished... Uh, he finished... Uh, in 18 minutes and 30 seconds. That's moving. That is, mate. He's he's moving. I'm saying right now, that's quicker than Jared. And I'll give you the hot tip. I'll give you the hot tip. A young eight-year-old, Gabrielle Hall, right? She's a she's a hell of an athlete. Young Gabby. Yeah. Yeah. She's she's a goer from, from Teesside. Can yeah. run. She did 20 minutes, 30 seconds over 5Ks. And she's eight and a girl. Eight and a girl. I'll give you the hot tip right now, ladies and gentlemen. Eight-year-old from Teesside would have beaten Joe Hayne. <laughs> she would have knocked him dead. That's, that's, a, that's fact. That's a fact. There's no way he's running He's running 5Ks in 20 minutes. No no way. No. Um, all right, final rugby league story, Eddie. So the Roosters have come out uh, today and said that they have employed uh, former rugby league auditor Ian Schubert to come in, look at their books, to prove that they are under the salary cap, apparently, which they claim in 2018 to still be 700 grand under the, on, under hang, the hang salary on. cap. Former. Former. So, so, there's, so, a, so there's, former. There's, a, there's an NRL salary cap auditor, right, whose job is to yes. check everyone's salary cap, make yes. sure they're doing it. Yes. They have, in, they have hired Ian Schubert to come in separately because they're sick of all the we're cheating the salary cap yarns. Yeah. So they've got Ian in, Shuey. Show to come in the and big show, the big shoe to also do it to make sure that they are salary cap comp- compliant. Yeah. Now I want to know whether this is like that sort of situation where you know your girlfriend's coming home, or maybe not even your girlfriend. This is when you're living at home with your parents. Your mum's like, "You got to clean your room." When I get home, if your room isn't fucking clean. You're in trouble. So what do you do? You run in there and you just jam every cupboard with every shoe and pant and nothing's ever folded. You're like, I just need to get this thing ticked off. Yeah. Once I get the tick, mum leaves, mum being Ian Schubert. If my mum was Ian Schubert and my salary cap was my room, she comes in going, I'm that, if that room isn't in order, you're fucked. So mum comes in, Schubert. I've just jammed my cupboards full of shit. Uh, cooked books. Can we look? Can we look at this a different way? Just if we may. Yes. I think. I think an actual NRL auditor, as in one that works for the NRL, is mum. Okay. Okay. And Ian Schubert <laughs> is dad. You know what I mean? Dad so doesn't like, give a shit. Dad doesn't give a fuck. <laughs> dad doesn't give a shit. You know what I mean? Like you clean your room. You're throwing shit into the cupboards, and that's it. You're not actually trying. <laughs> Mum's probably going to check. <laughs> Mum knows your tricks. She knows. She's crafty. She understands how it works. But Dad, Dad probably doesn't even open the door. You know what I mean? 
He couldn't give a flying fuck. <laughs> so, I mean, that's what's happening here. That's what's going on, Ian, isn't it? Ian is dad. And, and the rooster and didn't I know did, Ian's dad. Yeah. <laughs> Ian's not going to walk in the door. <laughs> Ian's in the Bahamas. You know what I mean? Smoking cigars. Looks good to me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, mate, just send, just send me all the documents in a text message, would you, mate? That should do it. All right, Ed. Cricket. Cricket. Um, look, ODIs. Yeah. We're shit. Huh? Look, obviously the scoreline didn't go our way. Didn't reflect maybe the skill we have as a nation. Yeah, well, it didn't go our way today. No. But I, but I will say this, and I will remind you all of this, Poms, who are listening. Uh, how many World Cups have you won? How many have you guys won? Uh, is it is it is it is it zero? I think it is zero. If pretty, I just quickly check my fact, yeah, it's zero. I'm pretty sure it's zero. It's zero. Uh, and I'm pretty sure we've won. It was, it was five? Was it? Five. One, two, three, four, five. five. Yes. Yeah. Ricky Ponting's won two. Has yeah. he? Yeah, I think uh, we've won three in a row. Three yeah. in a row. Yeah, Clark. five. Five. Okay, it is five. Good. Yeah. So, so five World Cups, Pom. Yeah. So you guys can go get yeah, fucked. Yeah, you can go get fucked. And also, uh, need to remind you that on this show, and and basically in in the nation's mind, no one gives a fuck about ODIs unless it's a World Cup year. And the last time I checked, it wasn't twenty nineteen. <laughs> it's not twenty nineteen. So, move on. But don't forget this: that you lost the Ashes four 0 yeah, and we've also uncovered Marcus Stoinis, who is an alpha, out and out, and a run-scoring machine. And we've also uncovered an X-Crate leggy, potentially, pending. Don't that want to put the knocker on him. You don't want to put the knock on, on an X-Crate leggy. Don't want to put the knocker on him. But all signs at this early stage are very positive. Positive. Very positive. Very positive. You know, like when it's like you know, like the 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 fire danger signs. Yeah, this is an extreme chance of fire. Yeah, in terms of an extreme chance of our next warning. Yeah. I don't want to put too much pressure on the kid, but if I'm reading the signs, yeah, extreme chance of fire. He also has red hair, so it works perfectly. It works perfectly. Your analogy: high fire danger. <laughs> High chance of taking eight wickets. High chance of taking eight wickets for thirty-five runs. Obviously, we're talking about Lloyd Pope. We're looking, if, sorry, forgive us. Sorry. We've, we've got. We're talking about Lloyd Pope, a young under an under nineteen Australian cricket representative with Look, red hair. Uh, in, a, in, in, in a recent uh, ODI, the Aussies are in trouble. Uh, they were chased. I think it was the under nineteen World Cup, yep. and we were in deep shitsky. But <laughs> uh, and it looked like uh, England. That's right, England. We were playing England. They were chasing 125. Yeah, they were chasing and they absolutely were none nothing. None for 25, I think. Enter Mr. Pope. Enter Lloyd Pope. Lloyd Pope. Uh, he came in and uh, I think almost took six of his wickets uh, from wrongins. Or, sorry, six of yeah, his no, wickets no, were yeah, hitting yeah, stumps. Yeah. No, 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 no. Six wrongins. Six wrongins. You heard, you heard correct. I heard correct. Six wrongins. And six all wrongins. of them, I think, maybe hit the old pegs. Uh, and then a couple of uh, a couple others were catches off his yeah, bowling. Yeah. Basically, what we're saying is he he channeled Shane Keith. Yes, and no one cha- channels. No one channels Shane Keith. No, no one, one has since Shane. Yeah. you know what I mean. We you haven't I mean? seen anyone like Shane since Shane. Yeah, yeah. Like think of think of Adam Zamba, and then. And then forget about and then forget about him. And then think <laughs> about spin bowling. <laughs> and then think about actually turning a leggy. Yeah. So you think about Adam Zampa, then think about what it would be like to see a ball turn. And then think about this. Think about this, ladies and gentlemen. Think about this. Okay? Now Adam Zampa, obviously the ODI spinner, 
who can't spin the ball. I know. Isn't that an, uh, what's it called, a uh, oxymoron maybe? I don't know if that's it. Now think about this. Think about this. This is, this is a couple of quotes from Lloyd Pope, right? This is when he learnt that he knew he had an art. Oh, so, of, but this is when he, he realised he, realized, he could spin. Well, I think when he realised he had a little something-something. You know what I mean? Uh, okay. He knew he could rev the ball, this, so to he speak. He knew he could rip it. Yeah. So, quote, We were living in Cairns and I was mucking around in the nets, impersonating people and trying different things. Who are you impersonating, Lloyd? I mean, anyone. Well, who, who knows? Probably Shane. Probably Shane. Well, not yet. Oh, no? No. Could have no, not at this point. And the old man said, "Mate, maybe you should try a couple ogies." Oh, the old man. What's his old man's name? <laughs> we'll look into that. We'll look into that. I'm but, derailing. Yeah, it. yeah. But the old man just goes, "Why don't you just fucking throw a couple ogies down?" You know what I mean? And he goes, "Righto." And he managed to turn the ball. Wow. Managed, managed to, to turn, turn the ball. So, so Adam Zamper, who's been, who's literally a <laughs> professional spin bowler at this point, can't can't turn it. This is almost like your Jared Hayne losing to an eight-year-old. Yeah. We've got a young Lloyd Pope. We've got a young Lloyd Pope, punters and dribblers. Up in Cairns. Having a little... Uh, just just having, just rolling the arm over. Uh, just going down to the nets with the old man, bit of the father-son bonding time. Hey, hey, Lloyd, this is cricket. Yeah. This is the nation's sport. You're going to love it too. Yeah. Let's what? go down to the nets, roll the arm over, see what you got. Try spin the ball. Yeah. Why don't you just... Son, you know, you know, I mean, you've been, you've been doing these... Sort of slow to medium, fast. Pies, essentially. Yeah, 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 yeah. A couple of seamers, a couple of swingers. Why don't you just bowl a couple of these, mate? And he goes, yeah, righto. So he's ripped him. He's turned the shit out of him. And, and then he just fucking just turns him on the spot. Rips him. Not a problem. Uh, and then he goes, well, that convinced me to bowl some in my next game, right? This is when he was, when he was bloody eight. Eight years old. And he goes, I was sceptical, but took six wickets for Baron River. <laughs> Which was pretty good for an eight-year-old. And I thought, yeah, this is all right. So I've been bowling leggies ever since. Take six for as an eight-year-old. I feel sorry for the kids that had to face a fucking steaming Lloyd Pope <laughs> deciding to spin for the first time. They're going, geez, oh, oh Lloyd's coming in. Easy, easy runs here. There we go. Easy runs here. Oh, Pope's up to bowl. Oh, easy runs here. Oh, sh- oh, wait, what's he doing? Oh, shit. <laughs> oh, shit. That was the ball of the century. He just bowled me around my legs. <laughs> oh, my God. Did I just get a wrong and for hell? <laughs> what the hell? What was that? I've never seen a wrong and I'm eight. If there isn't a statue of Lloyd Pope out the front of Barron Ribbon Cricket Club, <laughs> then there's something wrong. Uh, so Kerry O'Keefe, the great skull, great commentator. Absolutely, the great um, man. The great man. Um, need I say more? No. Uh, this is his tweet. I think it just sort of encapsulates what we've got on our hands. Yep. Uh, white smoke coming from the chimney of the Sistine Chapel. Cricket has a new pope, Lloyd Pope, a Jaffa-headed 18-year-old leg spinner from Adelaide. Just took an a, a lazy eight wickets to beat England in under-19 World Cup quarterfinal. He's wrong and un. He's wrong and accounted for six palms. Pretty much just sums it up, doesn't it? It does. I'm excited to have him. I'm, a, uh, no, I'm more than excited, Tom. I'm happy to say openly on air right now that I'm aroused. Finally, in cricket. I don't think we need to go into it too much, but if you'd like to see uh, one of the greatest spells of bowling from a team in a 2020 match... Go and look at our Instagram. Some people are trying to say it's match-fixing, Eddie. I don't think so. Yeah, I don't. Look, Tom, I cannot for the life of me understand where the hell this yarn's come from. It's it's just a bloody, it's just a fantastic spell of bowling from a team that was 
that was trying to defend a lead here. So it was in the UAE, a 2020 match. Uh, I think that the uh, the side was de- the bowling side was defending about 140, Eddie. Yeah. The batting side got out for 40. Yeah. Now I think the reason that some people are trying to cry match fixing is that I think about eight of the the batsmen got out, run out, or stumped, and. Yeah, I can see how if you were to look at some of these stumpings or some of these runouts that you might be like, oh, that that doesn't look like a conventional stumping or runout or that doesn't even look like maybe he was even running between the wickets. But you know what? Let's just try and see the glasses half full. Yeah, and I'll give you the hot tip. Some of those stumpings, jaffers. World-class jaffer st- balls. World-class stumpings from jaffer balls. And people are like, oh, but he dances down the pitch and doesn't like attempt to hit it. It's like... Because one minute the ball was there, the next and it wasn't. It just wasn't there. It's not match fixing. So just, you know. Lay off them. Lay off the Dubai 2020 league. It's a cracking fucking league. I, yeah, it's good. It's just, it's, it's got a little bit of a hint, just a little bit of a hint of racism, if you're asking me. Like, oh, that, it must be match fixing because it's happening in it's the in, subcontinent. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, if it happened down here, they'd be going Jaffers, beautifully run out, oh, unbelievable, run out. unbelievable cricket, yeah. best fielding I've ever seen. But because it's in the UAE, it's like, oh, it must be match fixing. Uh, to you, I say, put, put your fucking Yeah, head. not on this show. You won't get that sort of racism on this no, show. No, 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 no. Far too progressive for that, Tom. Yeah. Far too progressive. Far too progressive. Um, Eddie, we've got UFC to talk about. We have some UFC. Some UFC to talk about. Cormier Miocic, title fight. This is the first real super fight. This is the first real UFC super fight. So the lightweight heavyweight champion, Daniel Cormier. The first real? Oh, just leave just leave it with me. So the light heavyweight champion in Daniel Cormier. The guy and- the guy that Kept losing to John Jones, but yes, has the title because John, John Jones is pissing hot left, right, and center. Correct. So Daniel Cormier is the light heavyweight champion. He just defended his title. Stipe Miocic is the heavyweight champion, the greatest heavyweight of all time, just defended his title for a record three times. Now, neither of them have any other real contenders in their division where it's like, oh, here's the logical next fight for Stipe, or here's the next logical fight for Daniel Cormier. So they are now, Cormier is going from light heavyweight. Are you all right? You look yeah. like you just smell the fart. No, no, no. My, uh, my headphones were playing up. Okay, that was weird. Cormier is going from light heavyweight up to heavyweight, so we're going to have a big old super fight for uh, the title, sure. for the heavyweight title. Uh, I'm real into it. And on the card, Eddie, on the card, if you want to get stiff for a card, which I encourage, we all encourage you. Yes. The yarn I'm hearing... You hearing you yarns? I'm hearing some yarns. You got Miocic, Cormier headlining. So they are two title holders. One's going up to a division. Sorry, I just hit the microphone. Cormier going up to heavyweight. Two fucking champions fighting each other. Below that, you will have TJ Dillashaw, the bantamweight champion, going down to flyweight to fight Demetrius Johnson, widely considered the greatest oh, fighter of all time. Oh, shit. Yeah. Below that, you'll have Chris Cyborg, who is the baddest women's fighter of all time. She is going to be fighting Amanda Nunes, who is the last lady to fuck up Ronda Rousey, who's yeah. the champion as well. So we're going to have oh th- shit coming up so to nu- so Nunes will go come up. up to fight Cyborg. Cyborg Dillashaw goes down to fight Johnson. Cormier goes, goes up, up to fight Miocic. Love it. If that happens, that will be the most ridiculous fucking card. Of that all time. is unbelievable, and yeah. you know what it is. 
you know what it is? It's it's sorry, bro. It's life after Connor. That's it. it. This is this is what happens when Conor McGregor is not fighting. This and this will not even outdo any of his fucking fights. No way. Which is the biggest shame of all. So Conor McGregor is, I think, is most he's ever got in the UFC in terms of pay per view buys is like one point seven or one point nine million. Well, buys. they don't release it because it's a private company, which Espe- fucking, estimated, which, which pisses me off. Yes, I've heard one six five. That's sort of like. Well, the let's number. go with that. Let's go with one six five. So, like nothing else has come close to him, except him, except Lesnar and uh, uh, Lesnar and Mir back in the day. Yeah, yeah, they did one six. Yeah, but otherwise, no one else has even come close. No so now, one else has come close. If they want him, if they want to try and have these big cards that get pay per views, it's almost like the Avengers of fighting. It's like you can't have fucking one hot Hollywood hunk lead a movie, yeah. so you got to just jam-pack a film full of fucking stars and hope that it sells. And it does all right, but it doesn't do as good as a bloody Arnold Schwarzenegger 90s movie, does it? Shit, no, it doesn't, and they know that. Conor McGregor is the Terminator 90s movie, and this card will be the Avengers, just on Conor McGregor right now, and on Floyd Mayweather. Now, I don't know if this is just posturing and, and bullshit. Are you talking about him, like, running into the UFC cage, so, that footage? So Mayweather put up this thing on his Instagram of him running into an octagon and sort of, like, you know, running around it like he's about to do some shit. And then he's also put up a photo of him during, him fighting Conor, and it's one of his things, like, fucking, it's just the captions, like, you know, me knocking out McGregor or fucking up McGregor. Yeah. Then McGregor's coming back with photos of him and his kid going, fuck the Mayweathers. And all I'm saying is, it's like, is there a real point to continue this back and forth unless they're angling for another fight? Where I don't, I can't imagine it being in an octagon because Floyd will literally, it'll be over in a second. But. Going back, like a rematch in the ring, in the boxing ring, because Connor wants that. That's so scat. I know. That's I know. so scat. Like, I used to, like, I used to be so obsessed with Connor McGregor. I can't even tell you. Yeah. And now it's like. Can you just fight already? He's sort of like, it's like he, he's clearly like, I've won my belts. I'm two of them. $100 million. I'm, I'm done. I just want money now. And I can't blame the guy for it because it's a dangerous sport, but it's just really like it's... Connor Floyd again would be fucking scared. Yeah, it's drained all the excitement from my balls, Eddie. I I would not be hard for it at all. That fight that that he had against Floyd was not an interesting... Like, it wasn't that good of a fight. It was more just the spectacle and being like, holy shit, you know, like, and he was in it for a little bit. Can he do it? Can he do it? And then then everyone realized, oh, wait, shit, he... Oh, Santa Claus isn't real. Oh, yeah, that's right. He's not real, is he? Yeah, yeah. I'm not I'm not a three year old kid no, who sorry. believes in Santa Claus. No. God I forgot that. But I but I was for a moment. There. Oh yeah. You, you had me right. as a three year old yeah, for yeah. a but, good while. But but, but but put it this way, you don't you don't go back to believing in Santa Claus. That's it. Once it once you find out Santa Claus is, is, is fake You don't go back. Very hard to convince me otherwise. Very yeah. hard to convince me now that Santa's yeah. real. Yeah, yeah. Certainly at twenty seven years old. Yeah. Well I'm I'm twenty eight, but but you know Well birthday. no, you're thirty. I'm I'm close to thirty, yeah. yeah. That's true. Yeah, I'll, yeah. I'll be thirty next year. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, Ed, I think we're done here. Yeah, we're done. It's I been think a lot we're of fun. Done here. I'm I'm out of puff. I'm way out of puff. You sir, if I'm out of puff, you're out of puff. I'm I'm puffed out. It's been a big couple of weeks for me. I need to go to bed. Could you two just not talk anymore? <laughs> <laughs>